Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 42 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald. We're brought to you today by Carl Auto Group. Um, if you need anything, any car, anything to get you from point A to point B. If you want to go from Des Moines to Eldora to Waynesfield to Lawrenceburg Speedway to Charlotte Motor Speedway, anywhere you want to go, Bristol, from Des Moines over to Terre Haute, back to Des Moines, like we did this weekend, go to carlotto.com. Carlotto Group will get you figured out, they'll get you fixed up. And they will send you on your way uh, with any vehicle that you could possibly imagine. So visit the guys at Carl Auto Group. We appreciate them uh, partnering with us. And we really appreciate it this weekend because we had a hell of a weekend. We're about to get into it. Logan Schuhart's win, the Bristol Bash, uh, Kyle Larson's drive to the front, Ricky Weiss's first win in the sniper chassis, Dover eating up tires today. Everything, we've got it right here on the Always Race Day podcast. That being said, Damon, let's get into it. How was your weekend, buddy? Oh, it was a good weekend. Didn't uh, the weekend? I didn't do a whole lot. Um, went and kind of hung around here once I got back Friday night. Saturday we had graduation, so I was at graduation for most of the day on Saturday, and then um, <clears throat> yes, yesterday there wasn't a lot going on. Um, went and watched the Mizzou baseball game with some friends here. And that was about it. Watched the drag races last night. And then today, um, didn't do, didn't do a whole lot getting prepped for the, uh, conference softball tournament this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm helping broadcast the conference softball tournament here in town this week. So other than that, not a lot, uh, lost a lot of money in Vegas and didn't bowl worth a damn. 
So it's pretty much how Vegas goes every time, right? Sounds about like a typical trip to Vegas. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's just, we'll get into stuff. Um, I went down to the Bristol bash, as y'all probably know, uh, if you follow always race day. So if you're a new listener, appreciate y'all joining us, um, took my dad down. So I'd promised him we were planning. We had kind of brainstormed this whole, uh, I told you about it, obviously. Um, a trip to cover the Bristol dirt cup race, go down to Talladega. It's one of my favorite tracks uh, and then go back up for the Bristol bash weekend, which means the most of the three to me, um, as far as getting coverage and stuff, it's, I need to take my dad back to Talladega. I grew up going to that race with him. Um, but yeah, so I ended up taking my dad with me cause I promised him a racing trip in the spring. Uh, for those wondering, I bought him the pit pass. I didn't get my dad a media pass. I don't want that taken the wrong way or anything like that um but yeah so overall with the bristol bash and what the world of allies have done just it um, it's amazing to me how uh how much more comfortable everyone felt there uh, i talked to spencer baston um actually on friday the night before his big win and did you actually damon did you know if you buy a spencer baston shirt you get a free bath bomb no i did not know that yeah, it's it's a hell of a deal. Gave it to my sister. I, I will get the a Baston T-shirt or the bath bomb. The bath bomb. Oh, I figured you kept the bath bomb. Yeah, well, you know, I haven't taken a bath since I broke my ribs. Hmm. And well, this before been good, this has been a good time. Yeah, before that, if well, the next time I break my ribs, I need the Spencer Baston bath bomb, so I'll have to order it right away. There you go. Express shipping, something like that. Um. So yeah, I I was talking to Spencer. He actually likes racing at Bristol. He likes the novelty of it, the track. Um, a lot of drivers said that. Now, these were drivers that were in the media center after winning or placing very highly in this race. Um, some people pointed out the interview we did with Brad Sweet. He still kind of sounded a little nervous about it. Um, Sweet did not have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Carson Macedo's 20 points out in the point standings there. Um so I, I don't think it's, I think you're more likely to not like it if you're not good there. Uh, but I still think everyone was giving pretty candid answers. Um, but a lot of the guys I talked to were, I mean, they all seemed pretty comfortable with it, you know? And I love seeing that. It's For those that don't understand it, go to it next year. Try to go to it. If you can get down there, go to it in case they don't do it again. It is such a and i'm not trying to confirm they're doing it again i didn't get any of that this weekend but it's such a big stage it's everything that the world of outlaws should be there's a media center at the track there's a big stadium that they're racing at there is a general hype just in the air the the atmosphere of the race is different than that of a normal outlaws race i it was badass um so that's that's why I like Bristol Dirt, that event, not the cup race. Put the cup race there. I love it. You know, do that. But I, I like it because of what we saw this weekend. So one one thing that I noticed watching from home for this is And I oh, but I was watching the highlights. Looks way different. Mm-hmm. It does not do anything justice of what it looks like. Not that dirt vision did a bad job, just the racing on the track when you're zooming in on two cars and stuff like it looks way different and you're not seeing some of the passes that we're seeing. Not in again, not that dirt vision's missing anything. Um, they 
from the part of the broadcast I saw it was great. I'm going to rewatch some of it more later. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't do it justice. Sorry. Go ahead, Damon. The, the thing about it that it's not even necessarily the on track stuff. I felt this year's on track was a lot better than last year's, which it should be. Yes, absolutely. I did too. But, but in, in general speaking, how do we get more people there? You have both major touring series on dirt and you barely even touched the one side of fans. Uh, did you see my tweet from Saturday? I probably, probably not. It's hard to, there was, and I, I confirmed this, my buddy, uh, his name's Bob. He's on the uh, chairman at Bristol. I'm not making his main, his name's Bob Vick. Uh, if you're an Iowa state fan, you would know the connection there. Uh, his daughter is Maggie Vick from the women's basketball team. So full disclosure on that, but he's on the uh, board at Bristol. I sent him the picture. He's gone to a majority of the dirt events there. And obviously I went to the, um, Bristol throwdown last year is what it was called for the sprint cars. I like the combined weekend better. And I think Bristol's a unique enough track that you can run late models and sprint cars on the same night and still get a show out of both of them. And they did. Um, so I like that aspect of it. He said the crowd on Saturday was double the size of any other dirt event. They ran there in the past two years including the race the cup race no uh probably not including no i was gonna say because no. there's no way sorry um, i meant i meant dirt like everything but the nascar weekend well sure. sorry i should have specified that i'm sorry that clicked in my head just now when you said it but it it should i mean it should be but I, what I guess what I'm saying it is, is it's tough to do that it, because they only put them on one side this year to make the crowd look bigger. And that I commend them for that. Do that. They had the pyro well, closer to the cars. What's that? It made it look bad on dirt vision because they never showed the crowd shots during the actual race. So all you saw was empty stands and turns one through four or turns one to three. No, you're right. Turns one through four. And then they were kind of curved around that whole side. Yeah. And so all you really saw was empty grandstands the whole time. I'll, uh, I'll repost that tomorrow morning, that picture uh, for you guys listening, but the crowd Saturday was phenomenal. I was, I was, it was, it was great. Um, the crowd Friday night was loud as hell too. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, Kyle Larson deal, I guess. <laughs> so Kyle Larson is, uh, sent to the back at the start of the late model race. So as best I can do to be neutral in the situation and y'all know, I love the world of outlaws. Um, and I do, I did appreciate watching Kyle Larson run that and, all that i'm i'm in the middle don't don't have me uh tell you what i think of it but i'll do my best to kind of take you through it so there's no like kyle did not have to run a dash or anything and then hop into the other car that's not why they were late uh there's a miscommunication uh what kyle called it on saturday uh between the officials and uh, the Rumley team, or Kyle's team, I guess, however you want to call it. Um, so basically, the transmission broke in the car. They needed a push over to staging. Um, the guy ended up starting to push him onto the racetrack uh, to take what would have been a left uh, to push him onto the front stretch. 
and they said, well, you, you got to go the other way. Uh, so they were confused. So they made them shift directions, go the other way. Uh, and they deemed Kyle as late to starting or late to staging, I guess. Um, so they sent him to the back. That's in the rule book. I was talking to some World of Outlaws officials on Saturday after everything got over. This has happened to Jonathan Davenport. It's happened to Scott Bloomquist. They don't do favorites. That's what they do. Um, yeah, people have opinions on that and everything else. So Kyle goes to the back. I watched him pass 10 cars. He went from 21st to 11th in two laps. Caution comes out. He gets up to seventh pretty fast, starts teetering a little bit. It kind of feels like his stuff wasn't there. He might have used it all up, getting up to seventh. He gets to sixth. Then he gets to fifth. He keeps going. All of a sudden, the momentum's back. Everyone in the Sugarland Shine, um, I don't know what I call it, lounge above the media center, roof of the media center, um, building in the infield. That was a cool setup that they did too. It's a little mini bar they set up. I heard more people cheering for Kyle Larson than had cheered for anyone the entire night, just unanimously watching this guy tear through the field. It was insane to watch. I wish he would have won the race because it would be remembered a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, but he ends up coming to the white. It, he almost got by Davenport on lap 29. So on lap 30, he enters the corner, goes high, and I think his tire got shredded before he hit the wall. I don't think he, he had made a couple of mistakes and he didn't get close to touching the wall on Saturday. So I think his tire blew before it hit the wall um, to the Facebook guy saying he ran out of talent. I don't know. The comments we we got on the videos we did, damn it, just, I, I read all of them just to make myself laugh and they kept getting dumber and they were from both sides. Yeah, it was a mistake to do that. Uh, so he's running the corner. Uh, cuts a tire down car is falling apart and he <laughs> runs the final uh three quarters of a lap without a tire on the car <laughs> or a or a spoiler wasn't it yeah pull back in got torn up got, yeah they uh they had thought about driving back home uh to get a new car for him oh really and they decided to uh just grind and fix it overnight so um so i went to the media center after Shoehart's when we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, I was looking for, uh, well, I'll name, yeah, I was looking for Casey Schumann. I was trying to get uh, their side of things. I was not anyone thinking I was trying to one side this all on Kyle Larson. I was not trying to do that. Um, and I wish we did get something out of Casey that night, but ultimately the night after it all wrapped itself up already. So it's, completely fine there um i'm leaving the track after everything gets done and they're still working on larson's car and i just asked kevin rumley if i could get kind of a uh, timeline of what happens did the interview with him that took off a lot of people watched that pretty much the talk of the night um and then saturday after the races uh larson says uh no, I love the world of outlaws. Uh, I cooled down actually by the time I got to the hotel. I think we all had a miscommunication, this and that. You'll be shocked, Damon, when I tell you that I published that with the headline, I love the world of outlaws, and that story did way less numbers than yeah, Rumley's. So, um, I don't know, what did you think of it watching it from afar? 
So I actually didn't get to watch it because that's when we were flying home. But you saw the Twitter stuff. Oh, and, yeah, I uh, saw a lot of the Twitter stuff. I, how I did leave out. He went on Dirt Vision and said, no wonder this is why guys are dropping off the tour. Right. Um, now, I mean, I, I couldn't miss the Twitter stuff. It all comes to my phone. And so I'm getting everything left and right. I had like 60 notifications by the time we landed in Des Moines. And it wasn't even 530 yet. So <laughs> um, that was just from the early stuff. But then as as the night went on, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting to to watch from afar because of the, you know, because of what Kyle said in, in your interview, um, but also what he said on Dirt Vision and then what Kevin Rumley said after the fact of, you know, Kyle's the main reason a lot of people come to to watch that race, which let's be honest, um, I, I guarantee you that about 40-some percent were there because they knew Kyle Larson was in the field. Um, I, I think that's that's a fair fair assessment to say. Is there? I would go 30, but I agree with your sentiment of your statement people show up to racetracks when Kyle Larson's running dirt because it's Kyle Larson that's going to be there and they want to see what he does. Um, I think that both, both sides were a little bit in the wrong, obviously Larson and Rumley jumping on the case of, of the outlaws as quickly as they did, but it's a heat of the moment deal. Everybody has one of those things. And the outlaws being in the wrong for the fact of not communicating the best of their ability as they said they were going to do. That's what you get for putting Larson's late model crew with the sprint cars and not having that back and forth like you uh, you had planned on doing. Right. That's fair. I think uh, you got to pay attention to the horns too. I mean, you've, you got to know when but it's if, time to go. Let me ask but, this. Let me ask this. If you're on two separate ends of the track though, can you hear? Yeah, you could, you could hear it all the way around. Okay. A uh, little, and well, I'll do, I'll do that in a sec. Um, no, I, I agree. I think there's right and wrongs to both sides. And I agree with your sentiment on the statement of a lot of people there are to watch Kyle, but I think a lot of people are there to watch the world of outlaws. I think it's probably 80, 20, yeah, but let, less than on, 60, come 40. Come on, no, I no, it, It's a plus that he's doing it. It absolutely I mean, is. You know, for a fact that there's a lot of people that go to those things just to watch Kyle Larson. If they're, if NASCAR is racing in Spokane, Washington and Kyle wasn't there, I think the crowd is, specifically saturday night like 10 percent smaller if nascar goes to spokane washington i was saying if nascar is racing like way across the country and kyle wasn't there yeah i mean it's you could I, like I, I, I think a lot of those people came down to watch sprint cars at bristol you know that i, I mean significantly smaller of a crowd but that's fair we know we can we can disagree i won't say agree to disagree I don't like that. Yeah, term. I think it's significantly smaller. Um, I do dirt vision post the video, uh, of the interview. They later deleted it. Uh, I committed them for posting it. It's that's the moment of the year in dirt racing. And probably if we're going to be honest, it's the moment of the year in racing in general. Well, and he took, I mean, he, he wrapped it up on Saturday. Like, He's like, there's no issues. It's fine. I, we, we were all heated miscommunication. Um, so that, and that was, you know, 
I, I just think like now looking back on it, it looks really bad to delete it. Mm -hmm. um rather than just not posting and obviously it's different people and things but once it's up there don't delete it and i think you should just put your moments up there let dirt vision have let let it be the dirt vision link that's going to go around the internet people are clicking on that guy's link that posted it that screen recorded it because they want to see what the interview was Mm -hmm. and there's multiple people out there that have done that yeah let it be dirt vision's link that's going around let it be your brand getting the getting the um positives out of it it's gonna get it's gonna get views from people that don't normally watch right so the inside baseball thing i was gonna say uh was i did not hear larson's quotes uh until after i talked to him mm-hmm. so when i was talking to him my my question was like that you know it sucks to go to the back but that had to have been fun driving through the field at Bristol, a track where people just lump it up to being a parade. Mm-hmm. Some can, I guess. Um, so that, I mean, that was just as animated as I've ever seen him. His eyes were red. Um, I, I thought it was telling too, that I asked, does it make you more motivated to go put on a show in the sprint car race? And he just said, I don't know, kind of, I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, show or no show, you're a you're a race car driver who is competing. I mean, uh, every time that I I raced when I was a kid, any time that we were there, if I I wanted to win no matter what, and it sucked when we we got beat or I threw it away or whatever it may be, and so to for him in that situation where it was taken away that opportunity was taken away to run up front because, you know, let's be honest, he probably would run away with that show. I mean, the way that car was dialed in on Friday night, he probably would run away with the show. Yeah. Yeah. Had he, had he been up front where, yeah, you're right. He probably would have ran away with the show. So as a racer, that's what you want, right? That, you know, if, if you've got you racing is about who has the fastest car. And what's he say if he wins that? Yeah, you know. He, he's going to he's gonna come up and make a joke about him. They sent me to the back. I still won. Let's yeah, go. Probably. So it probably, honestly, the interview wouldn't be a whole lot different other than, hey, I can still beat you at your own game, basically. Right. I thought it played out in a really cool way. Um, I do want to extend, if any of them are listening, any series – like that my dms are always open i'm very easy to get in contact to uh shoot me a message on there i'm always willing to talk willing to do whatever if you want a statement out there stuff like that so and i'm not this is that was not uh casey schumann um nothing specific i think that's all that's all good uh if you listen to this podcast you know i love the world of outlaws, their brand, the late models, uh, what they're doing with the extreme outlaw series. He really so. hates them. What's that? He really hates the outlaws. Oh, <laughs> you should, if you listen to go to any episode that the description says Connor and Chris, and there is a debate in every episode about which series is better between the world of outlaws and the Lucas dirt lay models. 
and it's all it's it's a lot of tongue in cheek but I, I like their brand what they do what they're trying to do and their mission um and i hope they succeed to get can, there can i ask one thing oh i do want to ask this yeah and it it's something we've kind of talked about but not a whole lot how come we have so many differing national dirt series why can't we lay models well, not even just late models, but you have the ASCS, you have, you know, the all-stars on the sprint car side, plus the world of outlaws. How come we can't have one big national touring series and then smaller regional series off of those, off of that national? Well, let me, let me chalk up the sprint car side. Cause that one's easier. The world of outlaws is meant to be the national touring series. It's just a grind finding what? people and finding a driver that's willing to go race every weekend and travel every day of the year from but February to November. But that's what I'm saying. You have the national touring series. Right, but okay, so like the All-Stars is like the regional. Not really. They still do national races, but they stay closer to Ohio. So right. it's easier. So what I'm saying is do a national series and then have you you have the regional series spurt off of it. That's what they do in drag racing. The sportsman division is underneath the Lucas Oil. Drag you're, okay, you're saying you want it all in, under one brand. Yeah, have it under one brand. I think it's tough to form. You know, like if the Outlaws started like a Xfinity series type of thing, like like what you're saying. It um, just needs to be regionalized. You can have your national touring series. You still run the Outlaw schedule the way the Outlaw schedule is. Right. Right. But then when you go to, you know, the Outlaw National Series goes to Texas, and then the Texas drivers are part of it. But then as the Outlaw Series travels, you still have the regional area for those, those drivers to gain regional points. And you have two separate things instead of having multiple national touring series. That's an interesting so, idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. It's the it's logistics so are really hard, but you're dreaming up a good one. Let me put it this way is drag race. Like I was saying with drag racing, the sportsman divisions, the Lucas oil drag racing series has the national touring series that they follow with the, the big camping world side of things. They follow the, that schedule. They gain points on a national stage, but off of the Lucas oil is the regionals. And they have regionals across the country that they race, you know, other weekends outside of, and they get regional points. So you have a regional champion and at the end of the year, then there's a national champion on top of it. And that would pack car counts a little higher. I think it would. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think it would be, it would take away a lot of confusion too. Now, can I, let me offer you this, like, so in the states you're going to do that in right california has their northern california or king i don't know the terminology i want to i really my goal by the end of the year is to have that series down pat because i love it when my buddy dominic sells you win some races love watching him drive shane golubic too uh both fantastic dudes um aside from their talented skills uh so like they have that that's sanctioned by somebody else mm -hmm. ohio has the boss sprints, I think, and they have the Fremont and Jacob Horde, if he listens, is going to kill me for not knowing the other track that they race at. It's Fremont and maybe Atomic, I think. You can still have those because no, but they ha but they're like owned by other people. That's that's the thing, is like you have right. to make enough money to go buy those and then have the incentive to do it. Not necessarily. You can still do those. 
if it's it, it's more or less creating a larger sanctioning body. You also don't want to be the series that's going around and taking dates away from other people with something that you're doing. I mean, yes and no. I think I think XR's gotten some bad press from that. Well, that's yeah, that's a whole different deal. That's that is taking That's what well, that's the negative to doing it. That is taking not necessarily, not if you're having one if something like that happens though i like how this is the like we have the longest episode we're ever going to record right now and this is organically happening right right <laughs> no i love you like this is fantastic it, it just in my eyes i wonder why there's so many like there's just so many series and so many sanctioning bodies going on right now in dirt racing when you can really draw a bigger crowd and a more, you know, a more diverse crowd by having one sanctioning body or two sanctioning bodies for hell's sake. And you've got a couple of, you've got different divisions off of it. So those smaller, you know, the, the smaller weekly series and, and the smaller tours that run around, you can still keep those. You keep those. It's the, the national touring series but then you also have the regional series off of it instead of having, you know, instead of having the all-stars and the world of outlaws and the Lucas oil late models and the world of outlaw late models. And you've got all these different touring series at a national level that you really don't know who the hell the national champion is at the end of the year. Right. And that, and I try to, you know, my coverage is all about, catering to the casual fan explaining why one race is bigger than another and one championship is bigger than another uh for lack of wanting to wrap this argument up i think we should dream up your your dream what you're saying and do a bonus episode at some point in the next two weeks i mean it's i i can create a flow chart it's pretty damn easy of it that, oh, oh let's do that i i fucking love that yeah let's do that um, it's basically not to keep dragging it on, but it's basically a similar model to what they use in drag racing. Yeah. I want you to get with, we'll get you with Marcus Smith and we'll get an outlaws representative in there and you guys can take over dirt racing. Hey, you know, I, I'm all about, <laughs> I'm all about improving the sport. Hey, they're, they're all about uh roof being put over Bristol in the next few years. So look out for that. Something like that. We'll tidbit. <laughs> don't ever say i didn't give you guys anything he's he's been holding that in for a few weeks uh, a year actually uh, in in i'm not uh yeah i'll do, yeah if you guys uh they want to put a roof on bristol i won't say they're going to they want They've to been talking about it for a long time Marcus they have said it on dale jr's podcast yes i should i should have said it on the podcast like our first episode that would have been <laughs> what is marcus smith going to do with bristol next yep um before we move on i i will try uh my best to get uh casey schumann on here to just shoot the shit with us i think that'd be fun we can we can uh get his thoughts on stuff and everything like that so i just want to hear him bash you i i try i he read my message uh back to him um sunday morning uh he didn't respond to it i think we're good uh i wasn't and i typed out everything i basically said on here like I don't want to be the enemy of the world of outlaws lay models. Obviously. Um, I just want to tell the story of what's going on in the best way possible. I want to give you guys cool content and showcase cool things. Um, 
and I'll revisit that a little bit later in the episode here. Uh, be around, then then you can't complain, right? Um, okay, sprint cars Friday night. Logan Schuhart's first win of the year. Damon, uh, Logan told me to tell you, uh, Shark Racing's back. You need to shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, he didn't say that. <laughs> Well, I wish you would have, but I didn't, I don't, I like, I would go joke with people like that, but I don't want to like throw your name in the mud to them and say like, Damon kind of said uh, you're kind of sucking this year. He didn't say that. He didn't say those words, but he kind of alluded to it. He'll be like, who's Damon. I don't listen to your show, Connor. Yeah. Well, you should. And here's the thing is they haven't been really good this year. I mean, no, they've hold on. Jacob Allen looks different this year. He looks like he looks like he's having his best season ever. But he's Logan got off to somewhat of a slow start, and you let his you let his unlucky Ricky Stenhouse season from last year carry over to your thoughts on him this year. Sixteen races into a ninety race schedule, and he's still tell it like it is. Logan Schuhart has one, that's O-N-E for those listening at home, uh, one more sword in his house than Damon has. Not necessarily. I got lots of swords in here. <laughs> Actually, I remember seeing one in there, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they're at, but I got some. <laughs> they're not real. His is real, but that doesn't mean anything. We said number of swords, so. Dude, they were, they were passing it around, like, poking it, like, oh, it is sharp. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. I've been wanting, and I've told you this from the time we went to Eldon and and everything. I've been wanting to do something, write up something on the lack of success that shark racing has had this year. (laughs) That idea sucks now. No, it doesn't. Oh, get out of here. I'm going to, I'm doubling down and here's why. Two wins don't mean shit. I will publish it, but you have to be respectful. Oh, I, I get it. I, and I plan to be anyway. That's all I am. I'm full of respect. Two wins, though, doesn't mean anything. You, you can have... They have 10% of the wins this season. 15. It's still two wins. They have more wins combined than Casey Kane Racing does. That's... Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. I, lo- I love what this has turned into. But regardless, okay, hear me out. Shut up long enough and let me talk. Is I I don't think that they are they're not where Shoehart was a few years ago winning on a regular basis. I don't feel going into every race weekend that Logan Shoehart is somebody that is going to challenge for a win. Whereas you go into, I think what, 2019, was that the year that he really looked? 2020. 2020, okay. The year, one of those two years that he had a really strong year. Every single race, you went into it hoping, or not hoping, but feeling that that Logan Schuhart was going to have a chance at winning that race. No matter where it was, no matter what track, no matter matter that. I don't feel that's the case this year. I don't feel, and it's not just Logan Shuart. I don't feel that shark racing is a winning race team every week, weekend, week out, as we do 
you know, David Gravel per se. And I know Gravel's numbers aren't the greatest, but he's, he's out of the league. No, like there's like a big three in World Valas right now. Right. But you think about it. You Logan think about Shuhar was part of that in 2020. You think is what you're saying. Tracks. Yeah. You know, okay. you think about the tracks that they go to and that they've been to already. What racetrack do you look at the schedule and say, David Gravel's not going to finish good here? Versus what racetrack do you look at and say, Jacob Allen's going to be fantastic here. Lake Ozark. Right. But that that's one racetrack. <laughs> Lakeside of, Speedway. They haven't been there yet. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> I'm just saying in general too, you know. So, yes, I think this is a step in the right direction. I'm not going to sit here, though, and say that they're back to where they need to be. I'm not saying they're going to be – they're not where they should have been. I want, you, I want you to frame it like that just like that be respectful um, and say they're on the right track, but Pennsylvania is going to be telling and do it for Pennsylvania. That starts next Wednesday. Yeah. That'll be interesting. They do. Yeah. They do run pretty decent, I guess, obviously being from there, they should. Right. But, but well, and Jacob Allen had a great quote uh, the other week talking to me about how everyone says like, you're supposed to be really good going to Pennsylvania. Well, the outlaws run there every year. They've been running the outlaw schedule since 2014. Mm-hmm. So they run the Pennsylvania tracks just as much as the outlaws do the same amount. Mm-hmm. They don't usually go back and run extra, extra races, anything like that. So, I mean, that's, that's, you're almost not at the advantage that you would be if you're running an open schedule and just being a Pennsylvania driver. That's why you're an outlaw and not a PA posse guy. Right. Yeah. I, like it's all, you know, and, and, I'm not here to bash on him because I do. I, I like Jacob Allen. Seems like a cool dude. Um, Logan Schuart is seems like a cool dude too. I'm not here to bash on him. It's just looking at the where they were with Schuart winning. You know, you felt that Schuart could win every single race that they entered a few years ago. Yeah. And and now I just don't feel that. I don't have that same that same sense of feeling when they pull it off the truck no matter where they're at right now. No, that's fair. I like it. Um Spencer Baston, we kind of talked big win for him. It's uh it's about time. He said he wanted to get that one out of the way before they left California. I really thought he was going to. He's been very strong, a lot of speed. Uh it just doesn't always come together for him. Um and almost did it again. Yeah, but he uh, he held off Kyle Larson, got the win. That was an epic finish to that. Um, the first ARD podcast appearing driver that has gone on to win a World of All Outlaws race, Spencer Baston. Congratulations! So, Are you can, send him a T-shirt now. Uh, I bought his T-shirt. I think that we need to get T-shirts. We're talking to some people. We're gonna have some Always Race Day merch uh, available pretty soon for you. We also uh, gave away a free your subscription to dirt vision this week to a cop um from georgia i want to say um his name's terrence uh super nice guy from what i messaged him so he was very grateful for terrence congratulations Um, man so we're gonna try to do some more stuff like that um and we'll do it with always race day merch and and all that so appreciate everyone who uh participated in that um We'll give Everything away Connor's. We'll give away Connor's uh, pants that he wore at Terre Haute the next day. Yeah, <laughs> we'll they're, get to that in a sec. Still soiled. Uh, I want to give a shout out also to Ricky Weiss. First win. Sorry, first win for Sniper Chassis this weekend. Got the sticker right here. It's going on the fridge later tonight. 
Big time. Big time for Ricky. Um, yeah. No, I just wanted to, I was just going through my head 50, 50 on if I want to say this or not in case it falls through. Uh, my buddy Ricky will be on the podcast on Wednesday coming out Thursday. We, we talked about it. He's going to be, except if something comes up travel wise or car wise, where they have no Wednesday night off, then we'll have to adjust. And yeah, he'll be on the pod later this week. Should be out Thursday morning. There you go. Plan for that. Love, I love Ricky Weiss. Super nice guy. Uh, when I was getting into the world of Outlaws Late Models, I reached out to five of the uh, top teams, um, guys that I wanted to write about. And Ricky was the only one to email me back uh, and spend an hour and 15 minutes on the phone with me uh, explaining Late Models, the national scene, where he was at, uh, why he partnered with Scott Bloomquist at the time. Um, super, just super nice guy. And I was very happy to see him when Saturday is really cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. Let's do Terre Haute. So, uh, we decided during hot laps of sprint cars at Bristol that we're going to go to Terre Haute for the silver crown race Sunday. Um, I sent the, their track account on Twitter. I'm not sure who's behind it. And we were trying to get back on the road right after the race, uh, to get home. We got home this morning at four 30, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday or Monday morning at four 30 AM. So I'm still on low sleep right now. Uh, they got back to me in 15 minutes and said, your name will be on the list. Uh, do you want a pass for your dad? I was like, no, it's like, I'll pay a pit pass for him. Like he's not there covering the race. I don't want it to be like that. If there's ever an audience that wants to listen to my dad talk about racing, maybe I'll apply for a pit pass. There you go. He has some interesting opinions. He loves Ty Gibbs. That's that's a joke. <laughs> you remember the phone? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, so basically, uh, I'll I'll start with almost getting hit by a car at Terre Haute. Uh, <laughs> What I was doing, so the promoters at the track, I was talking to a lot of people around the track to get a vibe um, for what they've done so far. And I guess I'll talk about everything because I can't talk yet. The track looks as grassroots as it gets. That was a racetrack that basically, if no one was there and you took me there in the middle of the winter or not racing season, uh, I would have thought it could be abandoned. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it still has parts of it that look rough, but when you, when people are pointing out the new stuff and like the Lawrenceburg fire department or emergency vehicles were all there to come out and help, like that was cool. All this new stuff they've put up, the new fence they put up, which got a car into the top of it this weekend during the B main of the silver crown race. That was cool to see all the upgrades they've already made. They're working as hard as they can. And they obviously have, um, a taste for media. Always race day is not necessarily going to move the needle for your race, whatever you're putting on to be the biggest race of the year. Right. But it, I mean, I, I like to think that our coverage will help the race at least on social media to a tiny extent. Now, how important you think that is, is is a debate, I suppose, but 
accommodating, very nice people. Everyone I talked to there was very, very nice. Um, and I want to put that out there. The car coming into the fence, because so I almost got hit. The video is on Flow Racing's account, it's on our account. Um you just see the car going to the top of the fence. You see me and my dad running away from the fence. Mm-hmm. There's six people that didn't run away from the fence behind the fence in the video. <laughs> Basically the B main starting, I was getting a hot dog, got my order of events mixed up. So I eat my hot dog, whatever. I'm like, okay, so they put this new fencing in that is supposed to look like Knoxville's fence kind of designed in the same fashion. Mm-hmm. So I want to go take a picture through where you can see the top side of the fence and the bottom side of the fence, and then see the track with that big, gorgeous sky in it and see cars ripping around it. And then see the other side where there's the other side of the fencing and the other turns. Right. So I'm getting the lighting, right. On my phone. And I would have, I have a passion for photography, but I didn't take like my regular camera there. I try not to, I think it would hinder the coverage a little bit if I was walking around like dangling a camera over my neck, which is fine, I guess. I just don't, you know, I wanna go cover the stories. There's uh, too much to do if I start trying to take photos and then you guys miss stuff and I feel bad about it. So I was gonna walk up, take a quick picture and walk back and my dad happens to just walk up with me and my goal is not to stand next to the fence of a racing service you're more likely to get hit on the outside than you are the inside uh so i'm about four feet back and i'm getting the lighting and i just see the wheel hop and i turn and go go and i just pull my dad and i start running because i'm like wherever that car lands it's not landing on me i'm getting 50 feet away so it was basically all wheel hop. All of a sudden I'm on flow racing. I'm basically a meme. It was good. Uh, I had a, I had a guy call me a pussy for not just standing there. Uh, and then I had multiple people call me an idiot for standing next to the fence and, uh, claiming that my fingers were through the fence, <laughs> which no, <laughs> Uh, I don't have, I don't have a photo from it. I wish I would have grabbed one as like, this is what it was going to look like. I was just trying to show off the new fence they put there and my appreciation for the promoters there. So I hope I didn't look like a dipshit. Call me an idiot. I've never marketed myself as anything that wasn't that, uh, never, uh, never claimed to not be one. I'm just going to say watching that video. It's, it's very funny. It's hilarious. Well, okay, the, okay. There's six people standing there. Just fucking like two of them ducked. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, so what is ducking going to do? That car barely gets over the fence. It's landing right on top of you. It, it was so comical. So I, I don't like being the story like that of, you know, the, Connor did a kick-ass interview. He got this guy to talk. What I like that stuff. I don't like being in the middle of stuff. Of I guess Danny Dietrich called me an idiot. I hope. I don't know. That's gonna be a rivalry someday. We're gonna get. We gotta get him on the pod. And I'll just start chirping him. 
I'm watching it now. <laughs> um, you don't look near as an idiot as you think. It's just comical the fact of the car hits the fence and then here you see you guys running down the. Down it would be much. It would be so funny if they had a view from the other side because I'm like down on a knee, like squatting down, probably looking like I'm about to poop myself anyways. <laughs> and there's six other people that just stood there like unfazed, and I'm like, what are these people doing? You got balls of steel, man. I guess. So I, I did not want to come out like looking like an ass like that. Um, so apologies if I looked bad in any no, way. That, that was just, it was just hilarious. As a, after as a, it, after it, there's a shot of my ass on uh flow yeah. uh, of me tweeting and my, the jeans. I never, I never have any jeans that show off my ass. So I'll work on that too. <laughs> I'm just surprised that they were all the same color. <laughs> I was fine. You like got, I, you got a car trucking at you like that. I was kind of shaking, but it was, I was getting sent tweets from my friends were sending me tweets of people talking shit about me, wanting me to dunk on them. And I'm like, I just don't want to bring more attention to it. <laughs> I just take the whole thing. Why not? No, it's fair. I just don't, you know, I, I sit, I stand in the infield. Like I'm very well aware that a car could come up and hit me. That's why you pay attention at the racetrack. And if I get hit, I signed a waiver saying I'm not going to shit on the track for getting hit ever. And I, I legally can't. So yeah, that, that was all good. Um, silver crown race, kick ass, buddy Kofoid flips late in the race thought he was going to win in his debut it would have been sick um he had a broken axle before he flipped so that was what happened there uh my phone got below five percent uh as they were doing victory lane stuff so i couldn't even go take a picture of his car or anything like that but other than that um grassroots like that that silver crown race was super super just out there like country bumpkin you know everything like that so that was cool i someone told me in the infield too that that race there the bettenhausen 100 or something used to be on abc every year mm -hmm. i had no idea i gotta i've got to do some research on that well there used to be a big race that i don't remember what it was called whatever you said i guess that, that's what it was it might have been the benton house i i don't know which one's uh like standalone the biggest the carbonite classic is the next one that that one's big too mm -hmm. um and sumar classic was this this one that we went to at Terre Haute on the way back uh from bristol and they had 39 cars show up which yeah. kick ass uh they managed four cautions in the b-man i wish i would have caught one of the other three but <laughs> No, it, it did. It's it was good. It was good stuff. I I do gotta say from from this whole weekend, um, major props to you because it, it was um, it was a pretty cool pretty cool weekend. I I hated getting the eight thousand messages and things on my not messages but notifications on my phone. That one sucked, but some of the notifications that I got were pretty damn cool. Like when, when we got Mark Martin to follow the damn page, that was, that was pretty cool. Mark, if you're, if you're listening right now, uh, Damon loves you. I do. I do love Mark. Martin. <laughs> Mark Martin is one of Mark. Mark Martin was my mom's favorite driver. I do love Mark Martin though. Uh, cool dude down to earth as it gets, but, um, 
to see him, you know, follow our page to see, you know, people like Kenny Wallace go on there and, and, and like, and retweet videos that, that you were able to get. And so many drivers talking about our stuff, seeing other, other people retweet and use the video that, that you took with Kevin Rumley in different on different things on Twitter and socials and on Facebook, it popped up a couple of times, which is impressive to see. So, you know, those kind of things, major props to you on getting it done. And you don't, you don't need to get, you don't need to give me props. I'm just trying to figure out how to get them out there better. Uh, And I've figured some stuff out, but I I try to grind like that every week. So. All right. So let's get into uh, the next uh, thing here. We got a new segment for the podcast. It's going to be called wadded up. Uh, And it's just going to be any weird uh, or I don't want to say disturbing. This one's disturbing, but just weird, um, unique things we saw in the news the week leading up. We'll do it on our Sunday shows. So it's kind of comprehensive of the week. Uh, but Formula One is hosting their race in Miami this week. Uh, they put fake water down to make it look like a marina with boats next to the track. And uh, this guy did a video uh, jumping into like a green screen floor um, and just slamming into the floor. I want to look up his at. But I I was amazed. I can't believe they even thought of this idea. Matt uh, Amos, A-M-Y-S. He's a content creator for formula one so i thought that was pretty funny i think he's he doesn't work for formula one obviously (laughs) but what are you doing man just i know they wanted to have it by like some arena but come on i just want to know what fake water looks like it looks it's uh, it's just blue (laughs) it's like you see their tracks and they put blue stuff down to like represent out of bounds i i don't know so We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah. Do you have anything for that this week? Yeah. Um, I dreamt of that about 10 minutes before this episode started. So I think my, I don't know necessarily it's weird news, but kind of like weird and shocking is the fact that Brandon Shepard's going away from the outlaw plate model series. I do. Uh, I do want to say, I do think that's just a, uh, Mark Richards still loves the world of outlaws. I uh, talked to a few people this weekend about it. Um, it just boils down to, I think they wanted a challenge and they had a better point situation. Um, as much as drivers don't like talking about points, um, they were looking at it very closely. Uh, and that was why they switched ultimately, I believe. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think it's anything else. The so. guy that the guy that goes out and has dominated the series, the last what, four years, something like that you know, is now 
saying early to mid season, you know what? It's time to switch over. We're going to go to the other series instead. It just, it, that it caught me off guard. So I guess that's kind of where, where that falls into, into the category for today. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Cause we've got uh, a lot of pavement stuff uh, still to come. I call it asphalt, but I know it's not all asphalt. Uh, NASCAR today, Chase Elliott wins the rain delayed race at Dover that got moved over to Monday. We'll break down his win in a second. I just want to tell all the haters to suck it because Ricky Stenhouse Jr. uh, not only finished in the top 20, uh, in the top 10, the top five, the top three, and the top two. So suck it. Ricky's back, back again for a week to take some more names. (laughs) Hey, I saw something that said that he might not make it through the season. They'd be stupid to fire him. He's their best option. Well, he's their only option. The only option they're going to get is Kyle Busch if he talks himself out of an extension. Actually, Kyle Busch isn't going to talk him out of an extension. He's actually working deals, unlike Joe Gibbs. (laughs) Damon throwing shots today. I'm I'm willing to throw throw shots. Gibbs knows what's up. He wants to get he wants to get tied to the next level. He and does. Uh, replacing Kyle Busch or Christopher Bell is a dumb way to do it too. I agree, but you know which one he's going to replace. I think you keep him in Xfinity for another year. Let let him dominate. Let him get his name. I honestly think that they'd be smart to let Denny leave and go drive for his own team, but. Denny's having a little Alexander Rossi to him this year. Yeah. Aside from aside from winning one of the two boring races of the year, he is uh, bad lucking his way. He did today win the race off pit road against his tire. He did do that. He did do that. Not only does he lose his crew chief and two crew members, though, then he gets wrecked by a Rick Ware car. What a horrible day. Bad day for Denny. Um, do you think now? I got. I wanted to ask you this. I wanted to ask you all day. Do you think that this happening to Denny Hamlin is going to see a response from NASCAR of a change of the rule? Nope. Okay. Can't do it, Can't do it now. No. Okay. Not. Not your opinion. I think I'm asking you what you think NASCAR will do. What are the percent percentage odds of of what Suspension. of them of them changing the rule? They won't. Like they should have six seven weeks ago. They won't this year. Okay. I, I would put it at 17. I I would say less than that. 11? Less. To match Denny's number. Okay. Well, now, now I can't get on your board. I, here's the thing. You've set a precedence. You've no, I agree. I agree. They have, they've, they've done that. Um, as just work to fix it. I haven't seen any, any progress in fixing it. Um, they will. I think they are. I think it's all behind the scenes things, but they can't come out and say. And I get that. Day yeah. Today we're going to change it. Yeah. So, you know, yes, we've, talk, we've, we've talked about that on here before too. Mm-hmm. Um, it just yeah. it, it can't happen. All not, right. Not this year. It will next year. If it all doesn't, right. then then I agree with you. All right. Uh, we had a tire management race today. Yeah, we did. We had a classic world of outlaws they go to a track it it ends up being rubbered down it's out of season something's wrong with it people are shredding right rears left rears left fronts 
What do you think of that? I like it. I like it. I mean, it's another part of the, the strategy piece that we talk about, right? You know, it's that, it's a, that finding the, the right line, finding the fine line, having the strategy side of things in it. I love fuel miles, mileage races. I love it when drivers have to manage tires. Um, and, and it worked out today that it was one of those deals that we had to manage tires throughout the day. Uh, now I call the, the track and the new uh, upgraded banking at Atlanta new atlanta religiously religiously now this is where i ask the question did we find our new atlanta in dover no no No. what do you mean no no that's a slam dunk yes yes and no but no it's shredding tires way better than atlanta did if we're if we're talking about the track success yeah i would say so does it provide for better racing though I don't know if it was, I think it's better if we don't have the tires falling off. I think without those cautions, it's a far less caution filled race. And you're just like, wow, he shredded a tire too. Maybe they should pet every 30 laps. Yeah, I get that. No, I agree with that. I just, you know, did the, was the product better because of, of it? I don't know. I didn't get to see a whole lot of today's race, so I can't really. Okay. No, in, in my opinion, I would say yes. Okay. Um, let's go to Chase Elliott's win. Um, Hendrick has won five of the first 11 races. Chase's first win on an oval in 46, uh, races. I want to say oval. I don't think it's that. I don't think that's exclusively ovals. I think that's 46 just races. Um, so I was looking at that stat and you're good. You're good, Damon. Um, I was looking at that stat and... I think it's unfair to, you know, he hasn't won an oval in 46 starts. Like, okay, there's a crap ton of races that aren't considered ovals. I guess four, 10 to, 10 to 11 a year, if you count super speedways as not ovals. I don't know if you want to count that. I, I wouldn't count it. They are two different things. So not I'm not trying to say it's not fair. Or any, I guess I just did say that. But you, you all get the point. Um, it's been a while since Chase Elliott's won in the oval. I don't think that he's lost his art there. I just think he's had bad luck towards the end of races in the past. And then this year has just not gone that well for him in terms of where he's competing and what he's doing in that situation. I do want to like, I, and I hate, I hate looking at, uh, the traditional points because we're you're you're putting a playoff format out there so do a playoff format right um if you're doing a playoff format like the nba does the playoff format don't show me the nba divisional standings i don't give a hoot about them they don't matter at all to me they don't tell me anything do the traditional nascar standings tell me something i guess a little bit who's kind of consistent every weekend. Do they tell me who's going to perform in the playoffs to a point maybe, but at the same time, not really. We're talking about wins here. So show me who's going to get in the playoffs. I want to see where the cut line's at. I want to see who's on the brink of it. Who's uh, inside the cutoff. Who's way far out. Like Ricky Stenhouse today, he just got second. Um, I don't think he got too many stage points today. I have, I'd have to go back and look, but 
Uh, Ricky's like 90 points out of the cutoff, I want to say. Maybe a little less, a little more. Um, so still like a full two races outside the cutoff for Stenhouse. But I don't know. I just I hate looking at traditional standings. Damon, what do you think about displaying traditional standing? I think you should just display the playoff grid. Yeah, I mean, what what's the good in having the the traditional standings, I guess. Is it, do they, is that how they determine regular season champion? Yeah. But if the regular season champ is one, which in most cases they have, you know, then that's, that's it. I, I think there's been one like Denny needed it. I think last year or was it the pandemic season? To to what? Sorry, he, he it was like two races until, and he needed that to get in. And Chase Briscoe got disqualified, um, and then he got I, in the I playoffs on that win. I don't. Well, if it was Briscoe, then it would have been just last year. But yes, Kyle Larson ended up winning the regular season. Title. The, the cap? No, the the regular season champ is given a playoff spot. Oh yes, that is true. That's what, yeah, that is true. That's what I was saying. I'm sorry. Yes. That, that part is true. What I'm saying is, do they use, is that how they determine, like, do they use the traditional standings to determine the regular season champion? Is that how they determine it still? Yes. Yes. That is, that is how they Uh, determine it. I I don't think you have to display it, I guess is a simple way of putting it, but I don't know. I'm neither here nor there on it. Um, everybody knows now who's watched the sport long enough um, knows that they, they go basically a win and you're in situation essentially. So I don't Unless we get 16 different winners. Let's go. Which is probably not going to happen, but you only need one, two, six more in 15 races. Yeah, we'll see. Let's yeah. run through who we think is going to win races. Okay, Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s got one for sure. Austin Dillon's going to put the number three back in victory lane. Um, let's talk about Bubba Wallace. Um, and Eric Jones has been too good this year. He's got to win one at some point. Eric Almarola, he's 11th in the standings right now. I wrote that down on my rundown here. He's doing real good. Just opening the door for questions, Damon. It's all good. Oh, I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> I got a lot of pipe dreams. Pipe dreams is all they're gonna be. <laughs> well, I got a lot of questions. First hey, I didn't think I didn't think two I didn't think two drivers that I love talking to and have talked to ad nauseum uh, about different things in life and stuff uh, would win at Bristol uh, on a finale weekend. Um, but first Spencer Basin Ricky wasted. So, first of all, you ran through that entire list of people and didn't even mention Tyler Reddick. Exactly. Rest okay. my case. That's the realistic one. Now, Ricky Stenhouse probably not going to win a race. Disagree. Probably not. Bubba Wallace. I disagree. I, hey, no, 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 no. This is where I double down on my Ricky bet. You can double down on he's it. He's winning a regular season race. 
You're going to be like me at the blackjack tables every time I double down. He is winning a regular season race. It's happening. You heard it here first. Stenhouse is winning. Should I just pick him in every uh, betting video that I do? You're going to be pretty upset when he wrecks every race now because you jinxed him. I would think the only thing I could do is reverse jinx him. He's he's been getting taken out by other people in other races. Still getting wrecked. Yeah, I agree. So you're gonna jinx it, unfortunately. Sorry to bust your bur- to bust your bubble, but all right. You we talked about uh the top teams are still gonna be the top teams. Yep. HMS has won five of the first eleven. You agree with and Joe Gibbs racing is on a tear as well. They're all finishing really good. Last five points race. If you take the points from the last five races, sorry to confuse y'all. And I know we we're now using traditional points to talk about stats. Mm-hmm. So I get the need, but I still my display the playoff grid, display the okay. p- playoff grid to me. I don't care about traditional points. Right. But the last five races, Joe Gibbs racing and Hendrick are the top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no mu- not much more else to say about it. We said it at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think I said pretty adamantly on here that the top teams are still going to be the top teams. And we've seen that every single driver for Henrik motorsports has won a race. And to this point last year, uh, that was not the case uh, until like next weekend, I think is when every driver from Henrik won at that point. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't foresee that's why I don't foresee us getting to 16 different winners because Hendrick's going to win more, you know, we're getting to those, those racetracks coming up that Kyle Larson dominates. I mean, Kansas is coming around the corner in two weeks, right? That That's a track that he dominated both races. In after. his, in, in his defense, like you're wearing a Larson shirt, right? Now. I got my chase Elliott chili bowl shirt on. Cause let's go baby. Um, you can name all the racetracks in the United States that, that host national series and about 50% of them, you can call it a Kyle Larson track. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying is this is the time of year last year. If you remember the last yep, year, yep, yep, yep. you know, I know the cars are different, but this is the time of year last year when Kyle Larson started to race more outside of NASCAR that he started to win more. And when Kyle Larson wins, it happens in like massive spurts of five, six, seven races in a row. Um, Chase Elliott has finally got confidence back. Chase is going to win a few races coming up. You've got William Byron who let's be honest through the first, you know, whatever races we are, he's probably been the best Hendrick car um, out of, which is insane. Cause coming into the year, you'd pick the other three, right? Right. I, I mean, at least the other two, I don't know. I think Byron and, and Bowman were pretty even coming into the year. I don't know. A lot of people tell me that Chase Elliott backs into all his wins. So I'd probably pick Bowman ahead of him. Cause I'm not a Chase Elliott fan. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. Um, I, you know, so you look at that, there, that, that four group of, of drivers there, you know, is going to win more than what they're currently at. You've got all of Joe Gibbs drivers, who are, you know, Martin Truex has yet to win a race this year. So that's a guy that, that is going to win sometime. Thanks for bringing that up. Cause I, we, I was about to move on. Ross Chastain pissed off Truex today. Yes, he did. 
I was hoping and praying that Truex would just rear back and <laughs> knock the watermelons right out of him. <laughs> I like we got. I, I, I might. I might have to headline the podcast. With Damon. Damon's throwing everyone's name in the mud, dude. I, I'm, I'm going to start. Inter- I'm going to. I'm going to walk up to Logan Shuhart at the next Outlaws event I'm at. Probably. Uh, probably that Brown Owls Big Guns Bash at Knoxville. Uh, and I'm going to start talking Penn State football with him. And he's going to be like, remember when we had a quarterback like Trace McSorley? Now we got this shithead back there uh, like your podcast partner, Damon. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not anything against Logan Shuhart. I told you this earlier. I have nothing against him. Their performance is not where it has been. In the- I just like – I want to play up the rivalry. Hey, then, then if I'm not if I'm not in it, I like playing it up. Then don't be backing it down against the fact of you running away from the fence. Okay, I'm done with this. Oh, you got me in the me against the fence. Yeah, well, I got I got heat from like standing by the fence as if I was like watching the race from there. Like I understand that's dangerous, and I was just trying to showcase Terre Haute's new wall. Like it it was not like. I get I get where I'm standing. I understand it. If I get hit by a car, it's my fault. I completely understand that. So you're proving my point. Don't don't prove my point for me. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> so I'm not. You're you're com- no no. You're comparing apples and Dylan Kwasniewski no, no, no. right now. It's two completely. One's a fruit. One is a, a old NASCAR prospect. Like negative. <laughs> negative. All right, so Ross Chastain. Um, are we going to keep seeing? I I think I, nothing tells me that we're not going to keep seeing this. At some point, he's going to be the most hated driver in the garage. Here's what I'm going to tell you. And I'm not, guys. He podiumed. He's podiumed six times this year. It's very impressive. He's getting results. That is not a fluke. Here's so good I'm for him. Gonna, here's what I want to tell you. We had this conversation. It must have been last week. Yeah, it would have been last week. When he when he wanted talent. Get closer to your microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Damon got real relaxed. Frustrated. It's fireside chat here. Um we had this conversation last week of is he a championship contender? I don't see a reason now that we can not talk about him as a championship contender. As much as it pains me to say that I am not a Ross Chastain fan by any means. And it's because of his on track antics that he does with, you know, today with Martin Truex. So I, it pains me to say that, but you can't deny the success that they're having to start this year. And for the people that are saying that they just took over Chip Ganassi's operation and it was already a, a winning operation prior to, they win one race a year after Kyle Larson left or was, was uh, suspended and, and fired. So they never really were a, a winning organization in the last, what, 10 years. They haven't been a relevant organization in the last 10 years. Chip Ganassi leading up to this. Yeah. 
They no, I mean, in NASCAR specifically, yes. That's what I'm saying. NASCAR stuff, not not IndyCar. That's but yeah, no, but yeah, he was yeah. The brand was there. It was sort of like a. It was like what Richard Childress kind of was two years ago. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was before Austin and Tyler started kind of tearing, tearing yeah. it up. Yeah, I you know it, it's just in my in my viewpoint is Trackhouse made the adjustments and made the steps in the right direction that they need to, to, to win races and, and to do it at a consistent level. They were already in a good spot after last year with Suarez. And now they're in a better spot with two cars taking over a little bit more resources. And I hate to say it, man, but Chastain has to be a championship contender co- uh, consideration. Uh, get, uh, ask me after race 18. Um, hold on. I'll tell you what that would be. I have the schedule here. We're through 11, right? Uh, One, two, like that. three. Wait, that's the all-star race. So two, three is Charlotte. I don't even know what number I'm counting to. That's six. Ask me after uh, Road America before New Atlanta. Ask me sometime in July. I'll let you know. I'm not I'm not near ready to say that right now. There are tracks in the playoffs you have to perform at and but he I mean he what's is. that? He is. That's the thing. Like there hasn't been a racetrack that Ross Chastain's gone to. Right. I just want to see if that keeps up though. I think I just I what I'm okay. I no, what I said was stupid. I agree. I'm Call me an idiot, Damon. <laughs> uh, I, I'm framing this the wrong way. I am. St- I still think it's too early to call him a championship contender. I will say it's impressive, and it's not a fluke that he has podium six times in, in eleven races. He's top five seven times in eleven races. Um, that is not a fluke. That's just skill and, and a little bit of luck. But you need a little bit of luck to have a lot of skill, right? I it, I still think it's too early to call him a championship contender. Um, and the reason being is the guys that we see every year that make the final four, the championship four, they perform in the playoffs. They have this clutch gene to them. Let me, let me ask this then. Do you it, think he's a final eight contender? Yeah. Okay. So in, in my opinion, that makes you a championship contender is what you're saying. Right. Because I'm not, I, that sounded so condescending. I'm not doing that. You're in a, you're in a final eight position, right? So you're in the last, last eight standing. Anything can happen in those final, in those final three races leading up to, to Phoenix. So yes, we have not seen anything like that. Right. But we did see Joey Logano in 2018 win a championship because he moved Martin Truex at Martinsville to get into the championship race. Um, so, you know, and Logano was was the lowest odds of even making it that year. That's and I, I still think he earned that one. Right, and, right. and, he, and okay. he certainly did. Um, so I, but I again, I think it goes back to the fact of y- you kind of have to consider him as one of the best what six seven cars in the field right now (laughs) 
I'm la- I'm not laughing at, at your statement. I'm laughing because I was going to go cite traditional standings to say he's sixth in the traditional. St- okay, just display the fucking playoff grid. Okay, sorry to cuss another time on here. Um, God, yeah, just display the playoff grid, please. Thank you. Anyways, I yeah, I he has been he's been yeah he he has been a top eight driver so far this year. It, it pains to say it because of, you know, I want to see if it continues. That's, that's my, my thing is like, just, you know, how is he going to handle Darlington? How is, and it's all guys like, I somewhat throw out the stat book unless you're driving for Hendrick or Joe Gibbs. I think Stuart Haas has fallen off a little bit. They're still kind of up there. Um, and they got really good drivers there. Uh, but when wins tell the story and performance tells the story and Joe Gibbs and Hendrick are the two teams performing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless you're those two teams, it's hard to take into account the stat book like Brad Keselowski's 30th in points. We talk about Denny Hamlin's like poor starts the season. Keselowski well, 30th in points though, because of the suspension. That is true. That so, okay. I was not factoring that in. Brad Brad's is a little bit skewed because of the. How many points was the suspension again? Fifty. Hundred. Hundred, wasn't it? Was it a hundred? It was a massive penalty. I, I'm just an idiot. I, I've said two dumb things on this podcast. I'm sorry. I completely overlooked right. that. Don't, don't say it yet, because you could be right. But I, for some reason, I didn't think it was a hundred. Let me look. You talk for a second. I had to let someone in the front door. So it just seems, you know, this year in its own right has been, I guess on the Ross Chastain side of thing, has been really, um, it's been, it's been really interesting to see, I guess is the best way of putting it. Uh, But yeah, definitely. Definitely one that he, he's really succeeded and, and had a had a good year. You can't not be upset about it, and it sucks for us because we're not big fans of him. But, you know, he, he has had a fantastic season, um, and I'm a big fan of consistency. And if, if you're consistently good, you know, we've seen, you know, William Byron have a really consistently good season. We've seen, you know, Kyle Larson's not had the consistency factor per se, but he's been really good here lately and been more consistent here lately. Um, you know, we've seen Denny Hamlin, who's had a consistently bad season. Maybe by his own doing, maybe by not, but it, still. Um, so it, this this sport is about consistency. And, and if you're consistently good, uh, you're going to have yourself a chance to at least run for a championship, if not be close to it. Uh, for what it's worth, it was 100 points and 10 playoff points for Brad. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I am just dumb. Because I didn't realize I got fact. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was 100 points plus the 10 playoff points if he makes the playoffs. It was uh, someone's gonna someone's going to quote that audio and just <laughs> run wild with it. They're gonna add that to the video of you running from the fence. A little music video. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be a music video of, of you running from the fence with "Call Me an Idiot" as you run away from the fence. I'm the only one that didn't get hit by the car. <laughs> if it goes over the fence, like, then come on. Yeah, if it goes over the fence, you're screwed. But No, no, I would have been out of there. I was fine. 
If it went over the fence, if it went over the fence, it probably would have helped me. I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. But <laughs> if it went eyes out of the way, you might have gotten hit. <laughs> I, I was uh, probably 80, 90 feet away by the time I stopped running. <laughs> he was headed to the parking lot. He was done with his weekend. Hey, I just drove over to Terre Haute from Bristol with my dad and convinced him, and he's like dying today because he's got less sleep than I got. And yeah, because he probably had to do most of the driving. And it was like a fun weekend, and I was I convinced him to come to this race. I don't know hardly any of the drivers. I wrote that down on the rundown. I didn't talk about it. I want to be less shy walking up and talking with the drivers. I I feel like. I'm like disrupting their preparation. So if you're a driver listening, like yeah, go ahead and send me a message and let me know if no. I, I don't want to come up at the wrong time. If you look busy in any way at all, I don't want to interrupt you from doing stuff. I'm the um, same way. Uh, I was the same way with, with coaches when I was doing radio and I'm the same way now when we go, you know, like when we went to Eldon was the same thing. I wanted to, you know, talk to James McFadden because he was standing outside, but they were super busy and it just felt odd to walk up there. So yeah, we'll get better at it. We'll be, we'll be fine. Y'all, uh, y'all keep clicking on our stuff. Let us, I, I don't want to do this for clicks. God, I contradict every first thought I have in my head. That's a bad stuff. Follow our page, <laughs> laugh at our jokes. Uh, you, you don't have to laugh at them. I'd, no, li- I'd like some discourse. Laugh. I want some civil discourse. Get in a fight they with me. They have to laugh. If you get in a they fight have... with me on Twitter, I'll get you on the podcast. They have to laugh at our jokes. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do IndyCar four wide, and we'll get cre- questions done real quick. We'll, we'll try to wrap this up. We're already long. Um, IndyCar Paddle Award gets his first one of the year. Um, coming off of contract negotiations with Arrow, McLaren, SP, those sound like they're going to get wrapped up and Paddle's going to sign a big deal. Uh, thankfully, dude, Paddle was the second best driver last year and was damn near close to winning the title. It is stupid that he even has to suggest that he's worth a bigger contract Mm -hmm. it is dumb and i i don't think arguing that i could go drive for formula one and finish 17th every week and get paid more is a good argument but you could go to a different indycar team and kick ass kick ass imagine what he could do in 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 alexander rossi's car is that what you were thinking too uh, I wasn't even going to say Rossi's car. I was just going to say an Andretti car or, yeah, yeah. A t- or a team Penske car. Think of those, those two teams. Think of Ray Hall Letterman. What could he do in one of those cars? What could he do in Ed Carpenter's car? Right. At Renus VK. Uh, yeah. he, he, he keeps kicking ass. This is definitely getting explicit tagged by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, in, Renus gets overlooked every week because he didn't finish as high in the points last year because he got hurt in that bicycling accident. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling him not to bike. Go bike. Go have fun. Uh, it sucks. It's just unfortunate. It just gets overlooked. And he's been great this year. Alex Pillow is back on the top of the standings. And we know how good Alex Pillow is at Indy. Uh, for those that forget, he railed it in. For lack of a better term, I've used every other version of tearing it up in this podcast. 
Palou did amazing work at Meyer Shank the year before he signed in the number 10 car. Last year, he got second, and he got outdueled by one of the best Indy 500 drivers of all time. Right. Uh, as we go into the month of May, I'm excited to see what he can do. He can really put on a show. Uh, Sunday, as I was watching the um, the IndyCar race in my dad's uh, Chevy Silverado 2018, he actually bought it from the Carl Auto Group. There you go. Just so y'all know, um, it has Wi-Fi in it. So I'm watching it on my laptop. I was working as I was driving down the road. It's kick-ass. I love it. Uh, Colton Herta reminds me a lot of Michael Annette. And I see your eyes. I got Damon to look away from his phone for a second. His eyes lit up. He's like, what are you going to say, Connor? This has got to be dumb. Yeah. When Michael Annette uh, broke his leg... And he was trying to get into the Xfinity playoffs for Richard Petty Motorsports in the 43 car. Uh, he was overdriving it and he'd put on like three, four beautiful passes, like amazing passes. And it was like, oh, this kid's coming. Here he comes. And Colton Hurtis did that this weekend and then spun himself uh, by trying to dive bomb, getting into the another car spins out and you know your sixth place turns into 10th mm-hmm. um i think he's really overdriving the car with the rumors that he's going to go to f1 and they just announced that porsche and audi are looking at starting f1 teams and say that they're pretty much good to go uh well f1's full grid every f1 track is required to have 26 garage stalls we heard rumors that there was four teams left in the consideration of that for people that wanted to enter the sport. So are they going to give it to the mystery third team or are they going to give it to the American Andretti team? Uh, and I think you all know the answer that I think they're going to give them. Um, I want to hear what you think, Damon. I I've told you this before. Um, and I know yeah, Damon. So for the Damon is a, what do I call it? Are you NAI? Yes. He's a powerhouse women's <laughs> basketball NAIA collegiate bowl, coach. But not basketball. Oh, God damn it. Women's, women's collegiate bowling coach, powerhouse down at Columbia College. Super, like, badass campus. I don't know if I ever said that. I think I said that on the last podcast that we found. Uh, but I loved it. Um, so he sometimes isn't as in tune with these, like, outside things. So he usually would just agree with me here and say like yeah they're probably going to stiff the americans i i just don't foresee it happening i know we've talked about it uh i think there's too much buzz to the fire that it wouldn't happen but at this point now that reading that from this morning um i believe maybe jenna fryer posted that but i could be wrong i don't want to go look it up we're already long on time um yeah like i don't see it happening now yeah i mean I'd have to I'd have to know who the other group is. If it's if it's Tom Ricketts and the Chicago Cubs, then it's a no from me. I just don't foresee it happening because we're having three races in the United States next year. So I think you know. Oh, so you think he's in? I, it has to be right. Okay. Okay. No, I I I. Okay. That's that's where I'm saying. I I think he's that Andretti. I, I misunderstood what you were saying. Sorry. I, I think Andretti and, and Herter are in, and only for the simple fact of there's three United States races next year, and 
you might as well start promoting the United States quote unquote team. Cause that's what it's going to end up being the United States team. Plus having the name Andretti in F1 is, is already a bump for them. But you know, as we know, we don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's let's do four Y. Uh, okay. Oh, hold on. Gray Hall commented on Romain Grosjean. He uh, wrote. Well, Ray Hall came out of turn. Graham Ray Hall. Um, I don't want to say friend of the pod. We haven't had him on yet. We'll get him on at some point in the month of May. I, I guarantee that for you guys. Uh, he's coming out of one of the corners, and Grosjean felt that uh, Ray Hall slammed the door on him. All Ray Hall did was follow like where the track ends Mm -hmm. so it stayed on the outside lane and after getting the door slammed on him quote uh grosjean then turned his car into the body of ray halls and because indy cars are built much better than f1 cars he didn't spin them out Mm -hmm. gotta gotta have been surprised right (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm I'm just throwing jabs too i want to be on damon's level uh so after the race ray hall is asked like do you want race control to do anything like what and he said no like that's that's your thing to debate you're you know we're not formula one you you guys can go talk about that that's fine but if i punt his ass i don't want to be penalized for it exactly i thought that was awesome i love that guy he's 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 a quiet guy uh talking to him i I had a media opportunity that you could go eat lunch with graham ray hall and i wanted to go talk to him for a story i ended up and i was writing for that last word on sports blog damon that for free damon wrote for it for a bit too Mm -hmm. um so i go to this like dinner or lunch thing at some uh sports bar in urbandale i want to say and it wasn't really a sports bar and we take up their like lounge room and there's only me and uh one other guy that showed up and someone told me like oh graham loves it was his pr girl uh he's like graham loves talking she said graham loves talking about uh ohio state football so i sat there and talked college football with graham ray hall for 45 minutes <laughs> uh, and then i was speedway again I'm, I'm with his uh it was his crew chief actually and i'm just sitting there talking to him it's like yeah graham was talking about like he doesn't know about this ohio state coach he likes him he thinks he's going to be really good i I just don't know man and it was like he's such a cool guy super nice but he like reminds me of greg biffle and it's like you got to piss him off to get the personality out of him in an interview um so i appreciate him good start to the season again i want to see him keep it going we'll see how he does at the uh indy 500 uh out of all the IndyCar guys, Graham's my favorite. I love Graham. And it's tough in IndyCar. This is like the the weird fault about IndyCar is I like all of their drivers. Right. Even right. Grosjean. Grosjean's going to be pissing off the field in a rainbow scheme in June and at the Indy 500, and it's going to be hilarious. Like, Well, he's pissing off the field right now. That's what I mean. It's like it's just going to keep going. Including two of his own teammates. Yeah, yeah, he got into it with Rossi. Got into it with Rossi. Got into it with Herta. Yeah, I mean the guy. The guy's wrecking his own teammates. I I don't know. I'm. 
I like. It. I think. I, we, I'm I think side on the. I'm siding on on the Graham side, obviously. Uh, like I said, because I, I follow follow Graham and and have for a while. But yeah, it. I don't know. Don't don't come in. It's it's like the Chastain deal, right? Don't come into the sport thinking you're you know all this and that. And, you know, I'm going to make sure everybody knows who the hell I am. So I'm just going to run you over. I don't care who you are. Right. It, it goes back to the respect thing. All right. Talk for my nationals. Another good weekend for drag racing, man. Uh, first of all, your boy Ron Caps uh, displayed his brand new Toyota Superbody this weekend. Uh, that was kind of the worst unkept secret in the world. Right. Did he uh, do it in victory lane? No, no, he did not. I blame the NHRA officials. The, the, the man himself ended up in victory lane. Mr. John force ended up in victory lane and funny car. Big win for John 155, 155 national event wins for John. Um, guy 72 years old and still kicking everybody's ass. I love it. Um, top fuel was Mike Salinas in a weird top fuel final. It had like, who's he raced for? I've never heard of him. He drives basically his own team car. Essentially. Okay. Yep. It's his own, own team car. It's What's a his sponsor. Good, uh, pet boys actually is the sponsor now. What's the car? What's his, is the paint scheme something I'd like? No, probably not. Is it red and black? It is red and black. Yep. That's Spencer Baston's biggest fault. Yep. See, I, I know CJB has been I knew. red and black for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, it, he, he runs his own team, but they're a good team. A uh, car that could win a championship if they ran every race. Uh, they're they a part-time team and they won? They were a part-time team. They're now full-time. Because they won a race. Well, they, they were part-time a couple of years ago. Okay, I see, I see. And then the pandemic. I'll get better at this. That, that NHRA Twitter guy, that I don't know if you put me on to him or if I followed him out of curiosity, but mm-hmm. I, I promise you I will get into it some more. Um I, I was at the silver crown race when the drag race was going on Exactly, and I completely forgot about it. I was exhausted after this weekend. I'm in travel mid season form though. Like I was ready to do work at 2am. You are, you are. And then, um, pro stock didn't race this weekend, but pro stock motorcycle saw Steve Johnson dominate the field and he's the no shoes guy, right? Yep, he is. He also had a few choice words for some of his other competitors this weekend. What do you say? Um, basically, was calling out some of the other drivers. And hang on, let me. I have to pull it up here. It was in a quote that was typed up. Got to find it real quick. Here it is. He said, um, "You know, following the win, he went on a rambling tirade." and veered off course. He said, what happened to glitter girl unquote, um, talking about Angel Sampe, <laughs> the number one qualifier, and then went on a quote and said, I wish NHRA would show how hard it is to be perfect in this class. It's so hard to drive a bike that goes 6.7 seconds. It's so hard. You have to have strength when the front end is in the air, you have to steer with your feet unquote. Then there's Angie Smith, bless her heart. She's out here on a Buell and that's tough. At least until Matt brings out his Buell, her husband, Matt, Matt Smith brings out his Buell. We'll all get crushed again. Matt and I don't get along. It's okay. That might be the only real rivalry we have in the sport. I don't hate anyone. I just say what I feel. What's, what's a Buell? It's the company 
the motorcycle oh, company. Okay. It's a manufacturer. Yeah. It's the manufacturer. And uh, Matt Smith right now is trying out a Suzuki. And it's will cool. you start, will you start like sending me these tweets and I'll get them on always race day? Yeah, I will. It was actually just in the article. On not even like, yeah, not even like tonight. Just, I mean, like, well, uh, I'll set up a notification thing. If you send me a couple of accounts that put them out and I, I always try to HT, I don't know what the hell HT stands for. Um, I use it as like found by, <laughs> but I always try to credit whoever, cause I like putting things with photos because tweets with photos and stats with photos do better than stats without photos, unless they're like really good stats. And you can tell what stats are really good by what gets tweeted about more and stuff like that. But I don't like putting out stats, the pictures, because you can like visualize like the wind stat from Hendrick today yep. is I took some Getty images from the NASCAR media account we have and put those out with the tweet. If it's four photos from different people, I, I don't, I try not to, cause it's just a long list of right. names, but I try to credit whoever it is. Cause when people, use my photo like i'm proud of it but some people will ask me like why isn't your name on there and it's like i don't i know i don't always care about it but sometimes i do and a lot of photographers usually do so yeah i just try to spotlight their stuff and link to their page and stuff like that make sure that they think it's so correct. yeah start yeah. send me send me a couple later on and i'll get them on note or just put them on there yourself you got the account yeah too. no it was uh it was a pretty fun weekend. John Force, I should mention, too, set the track record while he went on his way to win. Do you want to do the new track record, Johnny Gibson? The new track record? Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm good. I'm good. I can't do it as good it's as Johnny. It's a new track record. I can't do it as good as Johnny can. I definitely cannot. I, I like how his voice gets. I like do, that. too. Let's, uh, let's get to questions real quick. They're all from John... Uh, or Chad Blankenship. Aside from this one, this is from Catch Fence Apparel. It's not phrased as a question. I don't know what it means. It says, Kyle Larson, 2022 World of Outlaws backpedal champion. No idea what that means. Okay. Catch Fence, send me a response tweet to that, and we'll answer it Wednesday. I'm guessing what it means is his backpedaling on the statement he made from Friday night to Saturday. Oh. Nah, eat my ass, dude. No, that was... I'm saying... Uh, he's he's coming out and saying like he he trashed the series ma major bad pr he didn't even really trash the series he just... no he did he did he said this is why guys are dropping off the tour and he alluded to the other guys that have dropped off the tour in the past years ricky wise kate dillard yeah right so i, I think he did he and he made up for it he said i love the world of outlaws i overreacted it was a miscommunication. So I, I don't want to, I'm not even speculating that something happened Saturday that they like righted their wrongs. I think it was just, it was a miscommunication. He got mad. It was in the heat of the moment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, this is from Chad Blankenship track house, a championship contender. We talked about that a little bit. Ross yeah. Chastain, top eight contender, Daniel Suarez, lucky to get in the playoffs at this point he's got to show me a little bit more again 11 races in still pretty don't, early don't you find it funny that the weekend that swore the weekends that suarez has a good weekend chastain isn't very good and the weekends chastain has no it's very funny it's suarez yeah. is bad that's like uh if if anyone it's justin marks is like a man of the people like if you were starting a team like one of your drivers would be good and one would not be right 
Uh, Bristol dirt should stay a thing. Absolutely agree. Uh, we talked about that a little earlier. Um, would be interesting to hear the closed door conversations between Rumley, Larson, and World of Outlaws officials. We, uh, yeah. unconsequentially or uncoincidentally, just just got out of that. Um, World of Outlaws Lay Model Series is wide open this year, really depleted field. I'll get to that in a sec. Talk about Jacob Allen for a sec. I got to let someone in the door. Talking Jacob about- Allen, he says, Jacob Allen is a different driver now, question mark. I think yes, he is a different Absolutely. I think he is a different driver. Um, I don't think he's a championship contending driver, and I don't think he's necessarily a driver that wins every single weekend or has the threat of winning every single weekend. However, he is a different driver. He's someone that you feel a little bit more challenged by than you did maybe last year, even two years ago. Uh, but yeah, he, he's somebody that is, he's somebody that's going to, to press at certain racetracks, but he's not a threat to win every single weekend. In my opinion, he's going to, until they show me that they can win and be in the top five every single weekend, then I I'll back off my statement a little bit, but I, I think once they, once, especially, you know, especially Shuhar, but yeah, I think Allen is a, he's a different racer than what he was last year. My wanted up for Wednesday will be Damon's refusal to just say, this is Jacob Allen's best year by far. Oh, it is. I, I'll say that. I'm not saying <laughs> taking my segment ideas. Jeez. Sorry, but I, I will say that that yeah. it is for yeah. sure. So you just want to see more out of Logan. I just want to see more. This out goes of back team. to your disbelief in Logan. I no. I want to see more out of the team in general. I I'm sending this. Team. I'm going to send this podcast to Logan's phone. That's fine. Do what you want. <laughs> You you run the account. I just follow it. Oh, we'll get them. No, you don't. You do stuff. You're gonna need to. I have uh, hockey championships the week of uh, IndyCar qualifying, so you're gonna need to uh, be on that. Gotcha. No, Indy five Indy five hundred qualifying. I want to specify that. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I do. I I think that it is his best season. But I this is a team that we talk about at the beginning of the season as. They're a championship contending team, right? Shark racing is a team that we talked about. uh, No, I think we did two years ago because every year they had gotten better. And last year they didn't get better. And that was a issue with the engine shortage and the parts shortage and a little bit with tires, but not until this year when it really came to fruition. Um, But it was like last year was the first year where they didn't get better in the standings. Both of them, both of them had gotten better every year in the world of outlaw standings for eight years in a row. That is insane. But we talked about it at the beginning of this year, six Go years in a row of this year. And we talked about Logan Schuhart. We talked about if they could take a step forward now and right. they have taken a step forward from what we they were last year. Still talked about them being a championship contending team though. I think they're in fifth in the points. Logan's championship or hopes of contending for a championship are a little bit back. He podiumed and he won. Big weekend for him. I didn't mention this. I forgot to. Jonathan Davenport, big week, big weekend for him too, with the million. I did an interview with him. It's on our page. Please go watch it. Um, because he he's fruitful to talk to. I love him. Superman uh, is fast right now. Right. Uh, everything. But going back to Shuhart, like he's back in the top five. He was discouraged a couple weeks ago when I talked to him mm-hmm. about where his chances were at. He's kind of discouraged about it leading up to this. I think this puts him back in it. He's fifth in the points by a couple, yeah. by a lot of spots, by like eight spots, which is huge. Um, I think he takes this, he takes the momentum. If you can perform all right at Eldora, 
and go into Pennsylvania tracks that you have won at before and you're good at, um, go out, win there, have a party, celebrate and get back in the championship race. And we're going to have five guys contending for the title at least. Yeah. I mean, like to this point though, they just haven't shown me that they're a championship contending team, but okay. All right. Give me, give me another, <laughs> give me another five races and it might change. Give me another five, 10 races and it'll change. Absolutely. That's the beauty of the world of outlaws. And that's why I tell people like watch points. Like it makes it more fun. Like don't it's, it's April. I can't care about points right now. Dude, just care about them. Just watch them. Just watch them. You don't have to, you don't have to say it's like anything, but like what I talk about from Saturday night at Bristol from the end of that race, after it's over to Friday during hot laps, that's where the points are. There's six days where the points don't change. Right. Yep. That's what, that's what I mean by like, and it's the same thing with yeah, Bristol's a parade. Just you view Bristol now as qualifying is very important. That's how it is. Like that's, it's just the racetrack. It's, it's, you got to survive in advance, adapt and adjust. Right. Yep. Uh, the last one here, and then we will let you get on your way. Cause I think we've been podcasting for two hours. Damn. Uh, world of outlaws late model series is wide open this year. It's a really depleted field. It looks really depleted if if you view it from a macro standpoint, but from a micro standpoint, there's going to be some races where Lucas is racing on the same weekend. We're going to have new names that are born from racing against very good competition, very good national competition, regional competition. That's just what late models are right now. Um, I think Max Blair is making a damn big name for himself this year. He's second in points as a rookie. That's crazy. This is just, there's new stars that are going to show up. You're going to have a little bit of a changing of the guard. Yep. And Dennis Herb Jr. is... I'm telling you, this is Dennis Herb's year to win it. it. He's kicking ass. This is his year to win it. I mean, everybody's dropped out. And his wife's his crew chief. Like, that's a damn fun story. What a, what a cool team. What a cool team credit to them so i think just wait just wait chad sit back a couple of weeks yep. uh probably talk to me at the start of august enjoy. you're gonna enjoy it you're talk to me at the start of august we got the Dairyland showdown this weekend yep. also i think they took away my, my the cow logo that i love I could look up google real quick google 2021 Dairyland showdown logo and it is like i'm not hating on the outlaws it's the funniest like animated cow it, i just love the logo they took it away this year they have a, it's a more professional looking for a fifty thousand dollar to win a race so i get why they did it damon's wearing a larson shirt but he's pretty slow at googling this thing oh uh, the one that's got the the thing that looks like an ice cream shop <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good it's, it's a damn fun logo that's pretty good i like that so they're they're there this weekend we will uh preview that on wednesday uh thanks for listening to this whole thing if you got to the end um and if what, you didn't shame on you what do we give people that got to the end we'll have a special prize for them okay all right yeah dm me to claim your special prize there you go. <laughs> might just be a gif of brock purdy screaming i don't know it could it could be you know something else who knows <laughs> all right it thanks could be, it could be connor's pants from Terre Haute. i didn't i didn't shit myself they're good okay good to know <laughs> thanks for listening everybody 
appreciate y'all. Uh, we're going to deliver more coverage like this all throughout the summer. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. We're going to try to have uh, a tent out kind of thing at Iowa Speedway for the IndyCar race. We're going to try to have something uh, for the Knoxville Nationals. My goal is to have a PlayStation tournament uh, with the World of Outlaws, uh, or I guess Tony Stewart's Sprint Car video game from 2008. So. It's at least it's at least the newest one until the uh, PS5 version comes out, and we'll we'll make sure we get that if it's there. So appreciate y'all listening. Thanks again. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Fun, another fun weekend coming out. We'll preview it all for you Wednesday night uh, for Thursday morning. So appreciate y'all. Thanks.